Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the after party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways and not just on Saturday. Hi, so it's Anna David with the After Party Pod, and I hardly know what to say about this interview, and um, I've never had more fun either interviewing somebody or being interviewed by somebody. Um, Do you know Ant? You probably know Ant. That is his legal name because he changed it, and it's all capitals, and he is truly hilarious and uh, yeah, I just, I don't yet have words. I bet you, well, I was going to say words will be invented to describe how I feel about it, but it's not often that words are invented. So let's be honest, I, I'll i never be able to describe what a great experience that was. He he has, he's been on a literally a billion things. I exaggerate only slightly. He was on a WB series for years called Unhappily Ever After. Uh, he was on Last Comic Standing, six of that show's seven seasons. And then I think I became aware of him when he was the host of Celebrity Fit Club, this reality show I was, I would say, unnaturally obsessed with for some reason. It was the one where they they all stood on a scale with a, with a giant egg. It was so good. I don't know. I'm a little obsessed with exercise and fitness, maybe. I don't know. It, it was amazing. But he's been on... Howard Stern many, many times, The Tyra Banks Show, The Tonight Show, Best Week Ever, uh, America's Next Top Model, My Life on the D-List. He had his own series on Logo, and he, there's so much he's done that we didn't actually have time to get into, and we didn't get as into even addiction as I sort of thought we would. He's got a pretty hectic addiction story, and by hectic, I mean meth addiction, IV, drug user, homelessness, the whole thing, and he is sober, and I know him in recovery, and I know him to be more serious about his recovery than than almost anybody that I've encountered, and, you know, there's, I, I do that thing where I give you the cliffs, cliffs notes, cliff notes, I guess if there's no S, cliff notes on what's going to happen, but I don't need to do that. I I notice, I believe that other podcasters don't tend to do that, but I don't know. I'm somebody, I like to have a little bit of information before I know if I truly want to devote myself to this, or I don't know, maybe I just, I want things to talk about and I don't know how to kind of just go into that just talking because I I feel like it won't be that interesting to y'all. Who knows? Maybe it is. If, if you, you know, if you are somebody who emails me about this podcast or tweets at me, um, let me know. I, I, I take, I, like a good DJ, I totally take requests. So anyway, that is it. You will 
laugh your ass off on this and uh, tell me. Tell me. I mean, you will, so I think you, all you need to do is tell me. Do not be afraid to tell an iTunes list potential listener, too. Uh, we, we, and by we, I mean I love those reviews. So here he is, the comedian Ant. I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash. Oh, my God. I think my copy has, like, blood stains on it from shooting up while reading it. Party animal. I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as right. I call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad? What makes you think you can tell people's blood types by smell? My um, fanciful imagination. Right. Can you tell people signs? I can't tell signs unless like like the big signs like if you're cleaning or obsessing. Yeah. I know that you're a Virgo. If you're bossing people around, I'm pretty confident you're a Capricorn or a Leo. Oh, interesting. interesting. Capricorns are bossy. They're kind of bossy. That's so interesting. I've yeah. dated a couple of those. If you're rubbing up against me, you're a Scorpio because you're a sex sign. Really? Yeah. What do you think I am? Libra. No, but my mother is, so possibly oh. you're... Well, then by, you know, by birth. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You were that. born of a Libra. <laughs> it's not like Judaism. Wouldn't that be funny? If, like, no, no, sweetie, I don't care what they told you your sign was. You were born from a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn. I will tell you I am a Gemini with Leo rising. I'm a Leo with a Gemini rising. Oh, my God. There I'm, a, I'm a Leo no Virgo aspects. cusp, Gemini rising, Sagittarian moon. Why do you ask? That's amazing. I don't know my moon. I don't. Well, why would you? Be- you do. do you believe in this stuff? A little bit. I only believe in it because when you get any sort of notoriety, people give you free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a free chart reading. You so, did? So I did it. And they yeah. were like, oh, well, your moon is in Saturn. Sagittarian. Right, right, And I right. said, well, what does that exactly mean? And then she went on to go, Catherine Canella was her name. Uh-huh. She goes on and on and on to tell me all this crap about myself. And I just said, well, you could have just read my bio. Because all of that that you just told me was in my on, bio. She was like, and you you were the host of Celebrity, of Celebrity Fit Club. Club. And that's what your star chart's saying. I'm like, no, that's what IMDb is saying. Kind of. No. But that's kind of what she did. Yeah. And she was on about some things, but I don't believe in all that stuff. Do you know what I believe in? What? Anything you believe in. Because well, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. But I, this is what I believe in. It's a really nice segue into recovery. I believe like believing in God. If you believe, it is true. Well, I think that God either is or he isn't. Yeah, I've heard that before. No, but I mean, that's what I, I always yeah. tell my friends and young people that if he's everything, what are you worried about? And if he's nothing, why aren't you worrying? Oh, that's so interesting. Do you act as if, and I don't mean the act as if in the like program way, but do you act, do you believe that all the time and behave like no. somebody who believes that? No, mm-mm. Not at all. Like, today I'm in fear, and I know when I'm in fear, I've lost some sort of faith. Yeah. So today I'm in a lot of fear about a conversation I had with somebody about the way something is running. And my fear is it's going to come back to be construed in a way where I'm, like, causing a problem. Right. And that's not being in faith. And the faith is is having the fortitude to know that I didn't do anything wrong. Right. I said something because I actually care. Right. And because I care, you know, that that's God. Right. But my head says, you're a piece of shit. You should mind your own business. Quit. Quit. Run away. Don't call them ever again. Right. Um, you know, delete the phone number. Block them. Facebook them. Delete, you know, unfriend them. All of that stuff. Right. When at the end of the day, it was just a phone call and I didn't do anything wrong. And I did it because I cared. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's really it. Um, interesting that you have a quote that I found online, miracles happen when fear isn't looking. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Don't tell me you said that before sobriety. I said that before sobriety. Really? Yeah. Miracles happen when fear isn't looking. So you knew about miracles and fear? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I was brought up with, you know, my mother is a Greek immigrant. Right. Everything from her is the Virgin Mary, miracles, and God. That's it. Interesting. Was that a good or a bad or... or it was embarrassing. Why? Well, I was embarrassed by our culture and our faith growing up. I just thought it was, like, not like everybody else. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood where... Everybody was either Jewish or Catholic. Right, right. So we were Greek Orthodox. Right. So we didn't go to temple. We didn't have a rabbi. And I didn't have a priest or a father. Right. Like that. Like every, and people would go to this Catholic church and they do this thing called CCD, which nobody still to this day could ever tell me what it stands for. Yeah. I don't Everybody's know. like Central City Dump. I'm like, okay, that's really <laughs> high school. Right? Nobody knows, right? right. Or catechism. What's catechism? Yeah. Nobody could tell you what it right. stands for. But they would just say, oh, it's this class we go to teach us about God. All right. Well, then what's church for? Well, then where did you, you went nowhere? or I No, we had a Greek Orthodox Orthodox. Church. Okay. And we would go, and the services were all done in Greek. Wow. And you don't speak Greek at all? No, I speak Greek fluently. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. So so it's just awkward for me because, you know, here I am hearing one message of, you know, we exalt the Virgin Mary in Greek and Orthodoxy. The Virgin Mary is like God. Right. Okay, because she gave birth to, you know, Jesus. And, you know, Jesus is sort of like a second banana. Right. So, I mean, Greek people even have our own Easter, which is two weeks after Christian Easter. Right. Did you know that? No. Yeah, Greek Easter is traditionally two weeks after Christian Easter. So, growing up, I never understood why. And I, I said to my mom one day, I go, why? And she goes, because Greek people are special. Christ came back to life and died again just for us. This is what she really told me. Right. And I got beaten up in school when I went back and told kids at school, like, well, that's why. Right. So, and what about Christmas? Did you guys do something? We have the same Christmas. Okay. Because okay. he can, he, he was born on, you know, he wasn't right. born twice. But. Otherwise, that would really be a death. Right. If he was born twice. Right, right. True. But why doesn't he have a second birthday? But, well. If he came back from the dead. We get second birthdays. Why not him? Right? Well, we have a natal birthday and a salvation birthday. Right? Right? I don't know. Which do you prefer? Um, that's a great question. I guess, technically, we're, we're definitely supposed to prefer the sober birthday. We are? I think so. See, to me, that's like an achievement. I don't want anything for it. But my I, birthday I, is like, motherfuckers, I'm here and give me some money. See, I still feel like that. My mom sends me a card, and I still tip it upside down and shake it first before reading it. Sometimes I don't even really read it. I just toss it. I just, it was my birthday recently. Yeah. How old? We don't discuss that. I'm a woman. Okay, we're on an interview, which it's, means we ask questions and answers. Questions All right, can I ask another question? I'm sorry. I'm not discussing that. Okay. I'm not discussing that. I'm, how old? Okay. You're like in your 30s. Oh, sure. Okay. 30-ish. Uh, ish as in gross 30, so that's a high 30s. Well, we could say that. Well, you just went ish. Yeah, I did. I well, did. isn't ish mean gross? Yeah, I mean, I'm maybe in my 30s. Or okay. 40s? Maybe. Or 50s? Thank you, but I'm not in my 50s. Well, you're willing to tell me that. I'm so what you're saying is, is you're ashamed of old people. I do have age shame, for sure. About but yourself or others? Because no, old people me. who smell make me crazy. Oh, God, that is It's terrible. the smell of urine and diaper. Well, okay, that's very old. You know what I mean? I'm, I There is a smell of certainly an older man. And when I say older, I mean like And 50s. what is that smell? I don't Cream know. Cream de menthe? 
and Old Spice is what I've discovered. I like to date old men. So. You do? Oh my God. How old? A ton of money and a month to live. That's how old. Extrapolate <laughs> backwards. You've never really done that. Yes, I have. Like the Anna Nicole Smith kind? Like that kind. I like him with a ton of money and a month to live, preferably on oxygen. Is that really true? Or is Mostly that true. Like, it's a lie. Have you dated someone in a wheelchair? No. Okay. But I would not date anybody in a wheelchair. Okay. Meaning not a woman either? No one. Yeah. Okay. I loved that. I have a thing about um, my fear is I won't be able to take care of someone. So it's not the fact that they're in a wheelchair because that really has nothing to do with it. I've slept with people who are paraplegics. I've slept with people with one one arm, whatever. Is it complicated to sleep with them? They kind of tell you what they're capable of. So no, not really. Right. So that doesn't really, it's the whole like getting into a relationship with someone because I'm really lazy. So if I'm not willing yeah. to get up and get the remote, I'm really not willing to push you through the mall. That being said, I think you is are... Is that cruel, Chris? No. Okay. I think that's honest, but I, you are you seem to be more active in service than almost anybody I know in sobriety. Okay. Is that what does that have to do with people in wheelchairs? A lot. It does? Yeah. Well, there's a difference between dating somebody, though, and wanting to help them and just being of service of to someone. There's a like difference. if you're needing a ride or somewhere, I'm happy to do it if I'm able to do it. Well, I think that a lot of people And that's not just in sobriety, that's right. just everything. That's all how you've been. Yeah. I mean since sobriety. Yeah. Before that I was very selfish and self centered. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't you know, what was it I heard in a meeting the other day someone said, um, I'm a piece of shit but I'm all I think about. Yeah. They didn't invent that by the way. They didn't? No. Oh, too bad I loved it. Yeah. Who no. invented it? I, I did. Did you really? No. Oh, I was like, Anna, that's amazing. <laughs> You're such an easy interview. What's in that chest? Oh, um, gold. No, it's like, it's like it was my effort to clean up. I'm doing a terrible job There's today. stuff hanging out of the chest. <laughs> yeah. How is that an effort to clean up? Because is there a video with this podcast? No, I know. You're so beautiful, right? No, I was just saying so we could get a little... Tr- now, look how clean. Right? Genius. Um... But now I've lost. Now I've lost track of the. Well, there are many threads I think to pick up. Um, but back to your service. You're a good writer. Thank you. Yeah. It had the, um, so anyway, if you flatter me, I'm having more fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so if you know, if you seem like you sponsor many people. I do. I have. I think eighteen sponsors. That's now. insane. I mean, in such a good way. I was just told by one I should drop one. Oh, really? Not that person, but they were like, you should fire that person. He's not doing the work. Maybe the and one I just sitting said, there. Maybe this is the one sitting here that said it. Maybe this and is the one And I said, you do not shoot our wounded. Yeah. So, okay, but let's talk about this. Tragedy. But I did want to fire him. Oh, oh, the one who suggested that? Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. No, um, not the one who suggested it. Oh. I wanted to fire the one who he was saying you should fire. Oh. But I'm really learning the more I stay sober, the more that this isn't about me. Have you never fired one? You know, you should belong to yourself or die of boredom. It says that on my wall. Yeah. Did you never notice that? Never noticed it. Yeah. Belong to yourself or die of boredom. I don't know that I totally agree with that. I think it's retarded. Yeah. No offense to retarded people who might be listening. Yeah. Well, you won't know you're retarded. If you're questioning, who is he talking about? You're retarded. (laughs) But if you're disabled, you've got a chance with aunt. Even retarded people do. Okay, here's a weird story. So I was in Arkansas with some friends, right? Doing a drive, dropping off a friend. Being of service, actually, right? Yeah, of course. And we're in a bar, and uh, we were doing karaoke. Mm -hmm. We're all sober. Mm -hmm. 
And this guy comes and he sits down next to me and he is literally slightly retarded. Mm -hmm. And I looked over to my friend and I said, is it bad that I would still sleep with him if he offered? Right. I mean, it, I think it's open-minded. But is that like, I mean, is that me taking advantage of somebody I shouldn't or I didn't do anything. Right. But he kept like being really like interested and I was like, oh my God, I could get past the, the um, chin strap and the helmet, but how am I going to get past the thing he's blowing into? He's not, he wasn't really doing those things. He was hitting on me. No, no, with the chin strap. Oh, no, 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 he was. That was just for visual. But, but I mean, I believe that there's probably very few people you cannot charm who aren't going to be, you know, very drawn to you. I'm 50. All this flattery, I'm going to tell you. I'm 50. I don't care. Oh, okay. I thought you were trying to get my, a lady's age, and I just thought, well, all this flattery you've That's been. so interesting. What's that? that? Is that lunch? It's lunch, yeah. It's chicken. Yeah, I a made bread of chicken. I'm so thin. I can't believe you're eating bread. That, that's a, those are gluten-free breadcrumbs. Okay, are you a lesbian? No. Lesbians eat like that. They do. I stay, they're so crunchy. I stayed with two lesbians when I was in Oregon doing a gay pride up there. Yeah. They were so crunchy, they grow. They grew their own shoes. That's amazing. That is so crunchy. I was like, what is that plant? They're like a size nine. I was like, oh my God, you're crunchy. But I think that putting, putting gluten-free breadcrumbs on chicken isn't that crunchy. I could be wrong. You're crunchy. Let's take a, what's from the peanut gallery, Chris? It's on chicken. So is that crunchy or not? Not at all. If you were eating like gluten-free breadcrumbs on like a soy patty. Excellent. Point. Excellent point. I don't. Know I wouldn't be sitting here if you ate soy gluten-free breadcrumbed chicken. But I. It's good to know. <laughs> but I will tell you that I went to the farmers market yesterday, which was not an unusual thing. But the unusual thing is that I bought fruits and vegetables that I use. Do you know what I mean? So why would you have bought them before? Oh, you know, kind of like, you know how you shop for the person you want to be, but not the person you are? No, man, we don't do that. You're, do Chris that. is nodding. Yeah. What? I, I buy peppers and I'm like, I'm going to make a salad. Make yeah. The pasta salad and then I like get McDonald's. Yeah. Like I think 75% okay, buy kale. Do you I'm, know? okay, no, I don't do that. I buy what I'm going to eat. So that's very healthy. No, it isn't. If you saw what I ate. What do you Thank mean? God this isn't a video podcast. You need a wide angle Oh, line. stop it. Do you know that I lost a bunch of weight one time? You were a, you were a spokesperson for I was weight. for, for, for uh, Nutrisystem. Right. Uh, I lost a bunch of 43 pounds yeah. at the time, and I was down like 140-something pounds. And um, But that summer, we started Celebrity Fit Club again, and my parents are usually in Europe mm -hmm. when the show airs. So when they come back, I ask them, did you catch up on the shows? Mm -hmm. And my mother goes, you look like you gained weight. And I said, well, actually, I lost weight. I go, but the camera adds 10 pounds. And she said, how many cameras they're shooting you? <laughs> this is the woman's vagina I fell out of. Yeah. yeah. She's a Pisces. Interesting. Well, my mother was here over the weekend, and she's not a critical mom anymore because I've trained her not to be. But I said, Mom, do you see the dark circles under my eyes? And she goes, no, but I do see how your skin is broken out, which is like a very mother thing. Your skin is flawless. It's not broken out. It's flawless. Well, I have this that's under my chin, basically. Where's what? It's skin. I know. There's like a little thing. Oh, the fact that I'm needing a microscope to see it tells me you're a little hypercritical. No, that was what my mom said. And you know what's causing all that? All these gluten-free breadcrumbs. <laughs> if you're eating gluten-free, why are you like, do you have celiac disease or something? No, no. It's just like, yeah, I feel so Only in LA, by the way, would we know these diagnoses. I know. We would know these diagnoses. Do you have celiac disease? Is that why you're eating gluten-free? Did gluten -free? you see that story recently about like, 
I guess it's like six, I'm making up the percentage, like 60% of people who claim they have celiac disease don't, don't know what it don't is. Don't even know what it is or don't even have it. They were misdiagnosed because it's a very hard thing to diagnose. Well, or they just started People look at the back it. of their arms and they see red bumps on right. their skin and they go, I have celiac disease and they self-diagnose. Thanks to Google and WebMD, right. I have Crohn's disease. Is that true? No, it's not. But I think I do because I keep looking at all the symptoms going, wow, I could have that. I also uh, um, have um, uh, uh, endometriosis and I don't even have a vagina anymore. Yeah, yeah, anymore. yeah. <laughs> I don't think Wouldn't I it be funny that. if I came out of the closet and said, I used to be a woman? Or you were said, I'm that thing people used to say that Jamie Lee Curtis was. Hermaphrodite. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the exclusive. But she is a hermaphrodite. How do you know that? Because she said it. Her penis. I've seen her penis in her vagina. I've seen her fucking herself. She didn't. Are we allowed out? to swear? Yeah, of course. I she, didn't know that. Yeah, she she never came out and said she was. That's what somebody said. I don't know. It's just fun folklore, and it's fun to say it. Yeah, it is. She looks like a dude. I don't think so, and she's a fellow sober person. I know, I know a few people she sponsors. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go back to addiction, because that's what we're supposed to be talking about. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's what what after party means. Oh, after party. I thought, never mind what I thought. No, tell me, tell me. No, I thought it was like, okay, people are out partying, and I'm going to talk about how it's fun to have fun at a party without being fucked up. I don't think that's entirely wrong. I don't think it's entirely right then either is how I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell my sponsees, this is what I like them to say when someone's arguing. You just say, you might be right. Do you know that that's an Alamon thing? Really? Yeah. It's okay, you might be right. Yeah, that's a brilliant, I learned that in Alamon. I'll tell you how I learned it. How? From a joke. What do you mean? What was that beep? It was my email. Why do you have a cash counter here? Where's a cash counter? Right there, isn't that counting cash, that machine? My printer? Oh, I thought money went on the top of it. It That's a very interesting interpretation of my printer. Oh my god, we should nearly have to get one of those things. Do you not have a printer? Those Rorschachs. No, I have a printer, but it takes up this table, apparently. It was the first one off the assembly line when they invented printers. You don't print much, I'm guessing. No, but someone just told me I have the ability to print through the air, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, through... Well, I mean, you need a printer and air. Well, I have both of those where I live, Anna. <laughs> you're hilarious. Those feet are beautiful. Do you like them? Yeah. He's a very nice guy. I was talking about yours. No, you were. You were looking at his. He's a nice guy. Is he? A, what is he? Single? No, he has a girlfriend. Look how pretty my feet are. I need a pedicure. You need a pedicure. You need to pick a better collar, though. I don't like okay, that. Those but stop tones. looking. Stop looking at that. I have really pretty feet. It's been. You do. Everybody here that's into a foot fetish, yeah. Anna David. Do you want to know that... 702 <laughs> Do you want to know that if you Google any female celebrity, the first thing that comes up after that is feet? That's how many foot fetishists we have in the world. That's so you can put in Rula Lenska right now. I don't know who that is. She's a female celebrity. I don't think she's a celebrity. I've never heard of her. You type in her name, Rula Lenska. I think you made that. Really? Chris, Are you at Google? Making, Go to Google. And if Google, pr- if Google starts typing up her name, Rula Lenska. Okay. Second one. He is not making that up. Okay. Okay, shit. Okay. So she's not a celebrity? There oh, she is. is. Which is her own Wikipedia page. Okay, photos comes up first for her. Okay, well then show me feet. I don't see That's the second page ahead. Okay. And okay. you typed in F. Well, right. And you typed in F. She's well, not F. a good example. I'm going to do Cameron Diaz. All right. And no feet. Hold on. No, that's not how it works. Book. Okay, fine. All right. Movies, net worth, plastic surgery. Did Go you, to the next page. 
Oh. Scroll down. Well, if I go F. No, well, and it's oh, not even there wow. for feet. Okay, Apparently, you're that. completely gossiping is what this is. I heard that. And not even fact-based. And as a reporter, you should be ashamed. I'm not really a reporter. I what was you never do? good. So what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see for Why me? Am I'm I not a celebrity, but look. Even I saw David. that on Pat O'Brien. No, but that's not what's supposed to happen. Let's remove these. Um, Anna David. Okay, that's not working. Okay, none of, so far, none. Hello. You We're like doing an interview and I love your feet. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, you're not. I don't even have a foot fetish. She does. <laughs> they were talking about your feet. And look, she took her shoes off to show it. I was not They're talking very about lovely. your feet. Very well groomed. Love it. Those are my feet, yeah. Yep, feet. Page one. Yeah. Feet. Anna David feet. Yeah, so for non-celebrities, it's definitely true. For non-reporters. What did you call me? A reporter? I said that you were a great reporter. Yeah, I think you said I was a bad reporter. Well, because you were saying all these facts, it turned out not to even be facts. It's true. It's, it's not true. true. I mean, no, it's true that I'm a bad reporter. <laughs> that was accurate. Don't ever put that out there. It'll go on your wiki page. No, but... Do you have I, a wiki page? I do. Then you're a reporter. No, that's or not you're a true. celebrity. No, but I published six books. But how do they get us? Who does those? Like, who put my wiki page up? Oh, I noticed that on your. Because um, it's wrong. On I nothing done. It's really right. Well, Chris should go in there and correct anybody it. Anybody can edit. Yeah. But that's retarded. That Chris should go and do it, but I can't. You can. You could, but then people might find out because we don't have no life. Why would I care? Right. I don't even care. I've never cared about my wiki page. Let's but look I just at find it. And it. See what's wrong. But I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want them to change it. You do want them to change. No, them. I don't. Did you really appear along with Snoop Dogg? Yep. Okay. Seems All that's true. real. But why is my opinion on the death penalty important? I don't know. What does that possibly have to do with the fact about me? Because it's an opinion and not a fact. It, that, it is strange to me that that's on there. And they allow it to stay on there. The, my birthday is wrong on there. It is? The year I started performing is wrong on there. Oh, it, so it makes you younger than you are. Well, but it's also two different dates. There and there. Those aren't two different dates. They are two oh, different dates. Oh, they are, but one day apart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad I could be. I'm like Jesus, apparently, since I'm Greek. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, we should go back. Cause, and when I say go back, we should start talking about addiction and recovery. I know. When did we start the interview? <laughs> okay. Soon. Have we started it? Stop. Have we really? Okay. I thought we were just doing small talk. Shut up. I did do that to... Um, do you know I love what? you. I love you too. No, I mean, you're really easy to talk to. Thank you. Same. Same. When I first... I'll be honest. When I first saw you in a meeting, um, I was like a little bit starstruck. I don't get starstruck because I was bizarrely obsessed with Celebrity Fit Club. Like, I can't explain it. I don't really watch TV anymore. Right. But it was... I, I'm sort of obsessed with fitness. And yeah. then I was, I was... That's why you have a great body. Thank you. But that's why I was more... I was more obsessed with celebrities. And so I literally saw every single episode. Right. And by the way, Takara lived in my below me in my old building. Is that her name? Oh, yeah. Takara. Takara yeah. Jones. Yeah. Um, but Plus size supermodel. Yeah. And funny. She was so funny Love on her. that show. She has a pet rat. Oh my god, I didn't know that. And she came on set with the rat, and I went, that's a damn rat. And she goes, I know you want to hold it, and I said, I'm going to kill it. Yeah, but you and didn't. I didn't kill it, but the next week I brought her a rat trap as a present. That's sweet. And she goes, what's it's this? Funny. And I go, if you get rid of the thing that does that, it'll make it a lovely home. <laughs> but make sure you get rid of that. That's so weird. 
that she has that. She was rat. an unusual person. And she was unusual, and but I love her. Yeah. And she had, the rat had lots of like tumors on it and stuff. Oh my god. And she's like, oh, it's very common to rats. And I was like, wow. I go because I've never seen a rat with a hunchback in New York City ever in my life. <laughs> but it is kind of. I mean, this is horrible to say, just because it's a living thing. But it is a kind of good thing. I mean, you shouldn't wish tumors on anybody, but like it is a way for them to die. I would but why imagine. would you want a rat to die? I'm just afraid of rats because of their tail. Cats have tails. But not like a rat's tail. Yeah. Rats carry fleas that have uh, plague. Not anymore. They can. Um, they had, Did they, you know what The bubonic plague was started by rats and, because of yeah. the living in the waste systems with, with poor waste um, filtration and water systems in Europe at the time. Yeah, yeah. They don't anymore. After Party Pod, the historical version... Sorry, uh, we're giving history facts. About, and, but you're going to edit all this out anyway. No, I don't. I don't even have a sound edit. Wait a minute. So this entire thing is going up <laughs> in an entirety? So far, we have zero listeners at this point. That is so untrue. How many listeners do you get? I don't, I'm not going to tell them while they're listening, but for a podcast that started eight months ago or whenever it started, a lot. Really? Yeah. I've had some, some you know... Quite well known people. You're joining an esteemed list. Oh my god, even if I wasn't, I'm just happy to be doing it with you. That's so, so like to me, I don't care really who did it before. Right. There's nothing, no bearing on the day and with you. Yeah. We're in the now. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no one's coming here because of who was on here yesterday. I think some might. Really? Yeah. Now see I watch my favorite television program because it's my favorite television program, not because of the guest stars. But you also sponsor eighteen people, so maybe you are Well, there's eighteen definite listeners. For sure. <laughs> One's in the room. Yeah, will you listen too? Sure. Okay. I didn't believe him at all. What? That if he'd listen? Yeah. He's like, they do oh, everything sure. I tell them. Okay, good. Okay, they really do. Well, I listen just to make sure that, you know, that I've done everything correctly and there's nothing like horrible that I've said. I've never ever downloaded a podcast or anything, so you're gonna have to show me how to do it. Okay, I will. And I've been on like a lot. That's sweet. Podcasts, but this is the first one you want. But I want to actually listen to it. Yeah. I hate the sound of my voice. I sound so gay. You don't. I do. You're such a bad liar. <laughs> maybe maybe a little. Do you know that I've lot. gained weight? I've buzzed my head off and people don't recognize me visually, but I open my mouth and they go, I recognize your voice. Are yeah. you in? And I'm like, I can't believe I'm being recognized by my voice. And I'm standing in front of them. Right, right. Another time someone said something that really hurt my feelings. They said, you know, you've got a fat ass and he was looking straight on. I was like, That's wait so a minute. That's a person is my ass really hanging deficit. out from the sides at this point that you can see me by looking at me from the front? That sounds like a catty person who hates himself. Did you hear what she said about you? Yes. <laughs> wait, I have a voice story, um, which is that I was in a meeting once and somebody came up to me and said, your podcast helped me get sober. And I was like, how did you know who I was? And he said, I recognized your voice. And they could tell that you were knitting from the podcast. Needle pointing. What's the difference? Knitting, you would end up with a scarf. Needle pointing, you would end up with a thing. I don't have one in here, but like a thing. Wait a minute, you mean you're just, how long have you been um, needle pointing? It takes a long time how to long? finish one. How long? A couple years. And you haven't finished one? No, I have. Well, why I, isn't there a single one in this lovely office? Because I. why would I happen to have that here? Because why don't you put stuff up that makes you happy and enjoy? I, just, I have one up at home. Because I noticed that I, you have um, a Facebook, a Twitter, a uh, hashtag help. Um, that was a pink And a I Pinterest. Made. No, but I was Logo. trying to express my feelings about social media. Are you impressed I knew that that was Pinterest? A little bit. A little bit. Come on. How many people know 
No yeah. one's ever commented on that, and I thought everyone was going to say, "What is? What does that mean?" I think it's awesome. It's it's your commentary on social media. Yeah, it is through art, saying, "Look, this is art talking about social media, yeah. and we're being social based on art." Yeah. Well, no, it's also saying it's I, very I'm ironic. Obs- I'm obsessed with it, and I and I can't stop. I like what I said better. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> you are the one being interviewed. The one would not know from this, which is why I'm having more fun doing this than any other one. Really? I kind of hate it when. Amber did that, by the way, your friend what? Amber. I love Amber Tozer. We, we went back and forth a lot. I really don't love the ones where people just sort of forget it's a conversation and just kind of do their monologues or tell their stories. It's not mm. nearly as fun. It's much more fun to talk. Yeah, yeah. That's what the whole interview process should be, I think. I know, I know. It takes a self-absorbed interviewer, though, to do that. I was telling um, Chris, because I'm doing um, I'm doing some pre-tapes for Howard Stern oh, later awesome. today. I was supposed to do it today at noon, and I had to for this. Oh, I am more important than Howard. I always suspect It's not that. about importance. It's about I made a commitment first. Oh. So, um... You could have switched this, but... So, and with him, it's the same thing. He doesn't do interviewing. Yeah. It's about talking. And his repeat guests you'll see are people he likes. Yeah. Because you're just talking, you're honest, and you're upfront, and you're brutally honest. And he really responds to that. And I respond to that. So, wait, you do those over the phone? I'll pre-tape over the phone, or we'll, I'll go to the place, the uh, satellite serious thing right oh, behind Oh, in the, West Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I pointing that way? It would be that way. No, it yeah, would be that way. It would way. be that way, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, behind Best Buy. Yeah. Um, but, and so, and so, that he left, how many times have you been on Howard? 17, 18. And so, when did you, he just liked you and you went on? Yeah, I went on first for Last Comic Standing. Right. And um, we didn't talk at all about Last Comic Standing. We talked about um, a a friend of mine's vagina. Really? Basically for an hour. I was only supposed to be on the show for 10 minutes. Right. (laughs) And he kept me on for an hour and then he goes, can you stay for the next? And I was like, I can't because they have all these other interviews stacked. Right. So I couldn't. So then the next time I was in New York, he gave me his number. So I yeah. So I called it thinking, you know, he said, "Here's my number. Call me next time in New York. You can come on and do the show." So I called it, and he goes, "Come on in." So I went. I did the show a second time. So cool. And then every time I'd ever be, every time I go to New York, I I will try and get on the show. That's so cool. That's like the coolest thing. And I became friends with Beth, really close friends. Oh, oh, yeah. Beth, oh. Beth, oh. Right. She's very into animals. Yeah. That's all I know about her. She's a great person. Yeah, I assume. Um, now, okay, sorry, shocking transition. You started drinking at 15. Young. Uh, well, that was my first drink by choice. Oh, okay. But I had a younger one when I was, my grandmother would, give you know, you wine. would give us, no, whiskey with sugar to put us to sleep. Really? Yeah. She should have owned an animal shelter. <laughs> I don't get that. To put us to sleep. But um, she did that because she really wasn't equipped to handle us. Yeah. So that was like my first drink, but that wasn't on purpose because I didn't know what was going on. Right. Did you right. enjoy it? You went to sleep. No, well, I used to go to sleep at the beginning, and then I realized if I fought it, the the urge to sleep, that yeah. I would feel really good. Yeah. But I still did not know what that was, and I remember taking my brother and my sister shots and drinking theirs as the summer months progressed. Oh, that's so. So, how old were you then? Three. Wow. Yeah. But it wasn't like it, I wasn't one of those alcoholics, so that would be like. My right. problems are solved. I had no at problems. Three. Well, I had yeah. no problems. But you hear people say that they're like, "I took my first drink at seven, and I needed it." I'm like, "Really? What? Romper room was canceled when you turned seven? Why would you possibly need a drink at seven? I've never heard of a younger drink than three. I think it would be almost impossible. Well, I guess people who who had whiskey in their well, bottles. there are people who are born. Um, Is that there are people who are born. It's a New York number, so I don't know. Do you want to answer it live on the podcast? No. Okay. 
<laughs> that would be fun. That would be really fun, but no. So, okay, and then, and so you drank. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I don't know where you grew up. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And so you you had a drink, and, and then, so you were in high school, yeah. and there was bullying because you speak at colleges about bullying. Right, yeah. My... Uh, 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 my first, I think my first drunk was probably 15. My first drink that I decided to take would be like sips of parties and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, and that was also coincidentally the same time that I sort of realized that I was very different in other ways mm-hmm. to my fellows. Mm-hmm. Like my friend Richard Scalfani stole Michelob Light, a pea warm mm-hmm. from his dad who was mm-hmm. in the mafia. He's mm-hmm. dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went into my tree fort with Nick Greeby and Mike Pake, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a tree fort in my backyard that had so like cool. running water and electricity. Oh, and wow. it was fantastic. Um, and they still had no clue I was gay. And on the front door, a big sign, no girls allowed, foreshadowing. But not really, um, because I think all boys would do that. Yeah, but mine was like really, no. Was it in pink? Like, no. But it was like literally like, you know, there was right. an alarm. Like if you had a vagina, it would go off. <laughs> so... Um, and they had a Playboy magazine, and I remember like we had these drinks, yeah. And I loved the feeling, and so so then my guard dropped, yeah, because I became so okay with who I was that they're right. there looking at the centerfold, and they're both like, "Look at those, look at that," and I'm right. like, "Look at a manicure," right? You know, and they were like, "What's wrong with this guy?" And I was so okay with just divulging the fact that I had no interest right. in lavagine or labubage. Did you know what that meant? Not really, no. Like, I didn't have the word gay or fag or any of that stuff. Right. Until later when someone actually called me that. When that's was when that? I, right around the same time, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like, why are they saying that to me and what is that? Right, right. Because I was always this sort of, you know. Flamboyant. Flamboyant, exactly. And right. I, you know. Um, and why one equals you put a penis in your mouth, I have no idea. I know. Do you know now? No, because I hang out with a friend who is probably the gayest straight man I know, right. and he's married, has two children. Right, and he doesn't, yeah. Not at all. The th- thought of it grosses him out. Yeah, yeah. But gay, I mean, he makes me look like a lumberjack. <laughs> I did notice you have a tattoo. I have five tattoos. That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. This one says sisters on it. Why? Uh, my friend Honey and I, I and my Honey. friend Nikki Trebek. Uh, I, oh, yeah. You're Nikki Trebek? Well, is she Honey's wife? No, Nikki Trebek is Alex Trebek's daughter. Oh, okay. And she's uh, a really good friend of mine. She she and I actually lived together for a short time. And it's really fun living with um, Nikki Trebek. But every time you talk to her, you have to pose it in the form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, are you hungry for 200? So, <laughs> anyway, so we all got t- tattoos that say sisters so that were forever bonded. That's so sweet. In sobriety. And so you met Honey in sobriety? Mm-hmm. No, I knew Honey before that mm-hmm. from entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've known each other for about 20 years, but we became friends in sobriety. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my first year, I lived on her couch. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I, mean, I had my own place and my own everything, but I didn't trust myself. Do you remember how I went to go look at an apartment in your building? That was back when I was starstruck by you, and I really wanted to like win you over as a friend. And you, you weren't terribly interested. You were very nice. But I was always trying to get John um, Griffiths to like arrange a dinner for. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. And um, and so I went. And I thought, this girl's so cute. Right. Oh, that's. Do you want to know what I really thought? Yeah. What did you think? That you wanted to sleep with me. (laughs) Why are you laughing uncomfortably? Because I don't like to sleep with gay men. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth. I only like straight men. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. that's a thing. It's a thing. yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably the reason why I'm so miserable. You're not miserable. I don't believe that. My Both of my partners have been heterosexual, and both of them are dead. Really? Yeah. Um, 
They were not heterosexual, I will point out. No, they were. Trust me, after the first time you're having sex with one of them and they say they're straight and you're going, I believe it. I, they were so horrible. Really? Horrible. I just don't Although the second one, Richard, yeah. God rest his soul, the first time we got intimate and he was heading south, mm-hmm. right? Um, he looked up at me and he goes, I hope you know this doesn't make me gay. Mm. And I just said, you know, I've been on a lot of airplanes that doesn't make me a pilot. So just keep going. <laughs> I did date a guy who was like, I just feel like you're really judgmental about the fact that I've slept with men. And I just thought that was interesting. Did you, did you know that he had at that point? I did. I did. So you will sleep with a bisexual man? Um, I, I, did I Because gay him? is one stop from bisexual on the train of... Yeah. It yeah. really is. So if you're willing to go gay, bisexual, you're willing to sleep with a gay man. Clearly. That's what I just said, but you just completely said you weren't. No, not, I don't think I slept with him. Is what I was thinking. You don't think? I don't. I don't remember. I don't. I didn't. Was this before that. sobriety? No, this was post. And you don't remember? No, no, no. I just for a second I think that we we. You got, can either answer that question or tell me your age. Go. <laughs> we did not sleep together, but we did many intimate things. Like. I mean, I think that we probably had oral sex. We think we probably did. Was he that bad or? No, I, I, I detect shame. Possibly. Why are you being shamed? This isn't. And so I, and so fuck all those all those people out there who have judgment. Screw them. You live your life for you, not them. I do think women inherently have shame about sexuality. Just by having sex, period. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. There's so much I don't know about women. Did you know that? I know nothing. But I. But men you know, we really. We need to be schooled. You need to write a book about that. What men need to know about women's shame. Please. Yeah. For real. I'll yeah. help you write it from the female point of view. <laughs> I don't think you'd be very helpful. <laughs> um, I think that'd be a great book. It would. If I had it in me to ever write another book, I'd... I'm looking at like one... I see two, three different books on your counter That's over here. That's why I'm tired of But you've written it. six. Where are the other three? Is that where the shame comes Impossibly. in? Impossibly. I don't like... Are you proud of all your work? No. Me either. Yeah, really? Oh, God, no. What are you not proud of? Uh, I'm not proud of doing a show called Unhappily Ever After. That was, you were on that. For five seasons. Well, and it was a great job. It was a great job. I'm not proud of, um, I did another, I did, there's a lot of stuff I'm not proud of. Really? Yeah. The one thing I'm most proud of though is I did a series for Logo when the Logo channel first launched. That was one of its first original series called The U.S. Advance. I loved doing that show and I was really proud to put my name on that. Do you think that you don't you are ashamed of some of the work you've done just because of alcoholism or because it's like worth being ashamed of? Well, if it's worth being ashamed of, that would mean it has some worth. Not and necessarily. That would completely go. That was with, bad. That was bad articulation on my part. I'm going to take back the reporter comment I made earlier. I'm <laughs> kidding. I love you so much, Anna. Um, um, if only you'd love me back when I was like heartily pursuing you as a friend. You were very kind, and that you were. But we are friends. Yeah, I no, think. No, totally. But then I. Because you've come up to me in every request you've ever asked. I'm always like, yes. That's 100 percent true. But. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say that's 100 percent not true. No, it's 100 percent true. But because I knew you, that was like when I was over at the Gay and Lesbian Center, and I didn't know you as like a cabin person, and then mm. I started going there, you know, occasionally, and you were always there. Okay, I thought you were the star of Glee. Oh, yeah. Do you I, get that a lot? Not a lot. But you get it a lot. Well, I only have one side of my face that's Jewish, so I think it's when you see the Jewish side. I don't know, but see? I think it's the same. I, that's, no, it's not. Look. I have my dad's nose on this side and my mom's nose on this side. Okay, I think that you're an insane person with Possibly. a foot fetish. Possibly. Who's posing as a writer. 
Possibly. <laughs> I'm not denying any of that. And this is all your ploy to become my friend? There's no podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just re- randomly recording. Um, oh my this it looks like a, a walkie-talkie. It doesn't even look like <laughs> yeah, a recorder. I'm not recording. <laughs> and I, but I've done some research, and I know you don't ever listen to your I podcast. I never listen to anything. So I'm okay with that. I did Corollas. I've done all of them. I've never listened to any of them. Yeah. I don't try and watch myself either because yeah. I don't like the way I sound. Do you? But you clear you watched uh, the Logo Show. Well, no, I got to watch the things in the editing bay. Okay, so you really in. don't watch yourself. So I didn't get to see it with it color corrected. I didn't get to see it with all editing my name and credit. I didn't right, see any of that. Right. No. Let's go back to alcoholism. I mean, everything we talk about is about alcoholism. Because well, alcoholism is alive and well right now. How? It's not in the past. It's not in my drunk log. It's right. In right. the now, and it manifests in my life every day. Like how? we started the end by when we first yeah, started fear. talking about fear, and that's how it manifests. And yeah. Every day, I've got this self-talking mind that tells me. That there's something wrong with me. Right. And it's doing everything it can to keep me away from you and to keep me out of a higher power. Because if it keeps me away from higher power, it's got a chance of getting me to drink or use. Yeah, I totally And I have a sponsor, little Jeffrey, that says, my alcoholism wants me dead, but it will settle for me being miserable. That's what I always say to my sponsees. Oh my God, well, my sponsee Jeffrey said it the other day and I loved it. Yeah. So he didn't create it either? No, I feel like he could have heard me say it in a meeting. He could have. Possibly. Maybe. You do go to the same meetings. Sometimes, yeah. Do you know him, little Jeffrey? No. Medium? No. So, um, so that's how it manifests in itself right now. It will do everything it can. I've got all this self-chatter right now. Like, am I answering this question correctly? Is she looking at me? Wow, yeah. Did she really do her homework on me? Right. Does she, you know, all this stuff that's going on in my head right yeah. now that wants to separate me from this interview and me from you. Right, right. But if I just stop and I just say, you know what, God, could you please replace all those negative thoughts with positive, healthy thoughts that bring me abundance, love, and joy for myself and everyone around me. Right. Then that thought gets replaced and I can be back in the moment. Yeah. Which is what yeah. I'm right now. I heard somebody say once, you know, we alcoholics have these have these busy, busy minds and these closed off hearts, which I really remembered and liked a lot. It's true because I'm programmed to say no. Yeah. Do you want to go for no. Do you want to no. Which is why I know for a fact when you've asked me to do something yeah. because I've liked you. Yeah, you said I've yes. always said Yes. Yeah. Even if I didn't want to do it. Like, I didn't really want to do this podcast. You came in saying, I'm so I'm so into doing this. I am, but Once, today, yeah. I had all this stuff going on, right? Right, right. When in my, my house, I was having an issue, so I had to go up there and deal with a plumber. I hate having to do any of that. Today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know how long it was going to take. Yeah. So rather than just ask them, how long is this going to take? Right. I was just going to cancel. Right, right, right. But you, this morning, beat me. This morning, he was texting me going, are we still on for today? Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I wrote yes. Which now encompassed all of it, which meant that was my out to cancel, gone now. You closed yeah, the door. Yeah, Which was genius, right? Yeah. But this is where my mind thinks. My mind thinks yeah. about all of this stuff all the time. It's just filled with garbage. I have mine too. So I get to stop and pause, yeah. and I get to, which I didn't do today. I'm not right. grounded yet today. Right, right, But right. I get to stop like right now and just say, you know what, God, please... Remove these negative thoughts. Help ground me and be still. Stay in the now. Replace them with positive, loving thoughts of abundance and love that help me and those around me. That's it. And do you naturally feel it? Like when you get in the moment, like I've been able to be in the moment in this interview, which I'm not always while I'm doing these podcasts. In ju- a lot of times I don't enjoy this process because I'm so in my head. But because we've been able to have this conversation, mm-hmm. I have actually been in the moment. Yeah, I've been here the whole hour. Which is kind of amazing. By the way, it's only 41 minutes so far. You are so in the moment. <laughs> but to see how enjoyable it is, it feels like it's been an hour. 
feels like I just got here. Yeah. It really Are is. you here yet? I, I'm, I'm, not I'm even so sure. astral projecting. <laughs> but so... We should okay. talk about astral projection. In, a, in another... I'm trying to get out of the moment. Yeah. But let's... As my shrink says, um, we're not changing the subject. Oh, That's wow. That's what she always says. Yeah, she sounds good. Yeah. What if we have the same shrink? I don't think I we do. I doubt we do. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you just take EBT? I, I... No. Okay, we don't have the same shrink. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> Did you even get that? I'm like, oh, that was good. I, I don't know. EBT is electronic like, benefits transfer. It's welfare. I, that's what I thought. That's yeah. why I didn't want to sound ignorant. But you didn't laugh. You could have laughed, fake laugh, because it was clearly meant to be funny. I did think But now was, my head is going, I'm, she hates you. Right. You're this not. interview has just gone south. <laughs> you had it going. Why did you fuck it up? Wow. But it's, and I'm just going, you know what, God, please replace these thoughts with abundance, joy, and love for me and those around me. And I'm back. Hi. Hi. How but it you? does, that. I would say that is something that, that does improve in sobriety. Many Maybe the self-talk? Don't improve that much. Something. Well, how much negative self-talk do you have in the morning? Totally depends on the day. I would say I've never been one of those people that wakes up and goes, oh my God, this is a disaster. I wake up and I'm like, hooray, the day. I truly do, but... but I know. Crystal just looked at me crazy. I don't either. My disease now wakes up and it speaks another language. Mine's speaking Spanish. Yo look tired today. (laughs) Like, because it's now changing forms. I joke about it, but it really does. You are fat. Right now. You should really cover the mirror and tell everyone you know you're sitting shiva. It tells me that stuff. It seems funny, but it really does. Right. Right? But my only point about mine was that I don't wake up with it because I think a lot of my happiness, what I call happiness, comes from external things. So it comes from, oh my God, you're going to get up and you're going to eat something good and then like these people like Terry you. Hatcher. You get that one too, don't you? No. Terry Hatcher. I think you're okay Terry Hatcher too. Oh, I thought you meant she did that. No. <laughs> I was like, that's... Going Terry Hatcher. See, I left the moment yeah. to get into who you looked like. And no one's ever told me that in my life. It's a compliment. Do you think? I think she's beautiful. That's sweet. From Desperate Housewives? Yeah. Do you know who she is? Google I guess, her. Yes, of course I know who she is. But don't is. do like a TMZ member her. Don't do that because they always pick the meanest picture. Right, right, right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Have you been on the TMZ? I've been on the TMZ a few times, yeah. And what did they do? What, what were they for? Well, one time they actually notified me that my identity had been stolen. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Was that so. that lawsuit? No, that's something different. I, I can't talk about that. Okay, but, sorry. Yeah. But how had your identity been stolen? Um, someone at a restaurant called The Griddle on Sunset. I knew it. Swiped my card for a breakfast uh-huh. and they kept the number. So then from there they got my checking account number and I didn't know that the bank stores your PIN code for your ATM on the card itself. It's not in some database. Okay. Right? So they ended up stealing like 90 grand out of my checking your account. Your bank didn't notice and call you? The bank did call me after TMZ called me. How did TMZ know? I don't know. That's but insane. TMZ called me and said, um, "We hear that you're you've been the victim of identity theft." And I just said, "That's not true." So I go online with him on the phone with me, right? And sure enough, there's like ninety grand I've been out of transactions taken out of my checking account. So I uh, so I hang up with them, and then the phone rings right away, and it's my bank, and they're like, "We just want to let you know we've we've noticed some odd transactions. We'd like to go over them with you." I'm like. Yeah, I go, none of them are mine. And they're like, sure, we haven't even, I'm like, TMZ was just on the end line telling me about it. So then I remember having to go out of my apartment building, because I was living in that, I told you Tom Sizemore, Tom Sizemore lived, we were neighbors. Yeah. I was uh, coming out of the building, and um, there's a TMZ crew out there. 
To get your take on... To get my take on it. And the first thing I said is, how'd you know where I live? <laughs> They're like, we're TMZ. And I'm like, okay. Wow. That's so weird. That's, That's bizarre. Weird... But I've been on them for that. And I've been on them for Joe Rogan and I had a big meltdown once. Although people still think it's like a thing. And I'm like, I don't really give him much thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It didn't come up. What's your next book going to be called? And Paid For? What does that mean? Well, your first book's called Bought. That's my second book. That's the one that I feel shame about. Okay, well, then you should put another book out called And Paid For and have them go side by side. That's it. Just so I should do it just for the bookshelf? Just for the bookshelf look. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, 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 I don't know if that's. They spelled your name wrong on the first, second book. (laughs) Can you imagine if it was D A I V I D? (laughs) And you didn't notice? (laughs) I had a book deal once and I screwed it up because of using. Uh, What happened? Um, I was working with this great agent, and um, she got me this deal, and I did a proposal. Mm-hmm. You wrote the, it or someone else? No, I, this That's is, amazing. The book never happened because right. I wrote the proposal. Right. I got an advance. I spent the advance. I relapsed, and now I've never. Did they come after you? For oh, it? they're still after me for it. Right, right. I mean, not as bad as they used to be. What if you could do it now? Um, it would be I'm much no better. I'm not interested in writing story. the book now. Just you could get someone else to write it. I'm not offering. Yeah, Just, you I are. hate. I hate writing books. No, you know. I do. I, I don't really believe do. you. I don't think you're telling the truth. Yeah, I am. I am. Publishing is terrible. Is that why we're recording on this? I'm just gonna. That's why you don't do any editing now. Yeah. Like, you hate writing so much. You're clearly not going to start editing either. Yeah. <laughs> you're much. like, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out. Yeah. But I. Th- I don't I, know. I, but well, you've written six of them though. Yeah. And you seem to be good at it. I. I don't know. I really don't. Well, know. you have a, a book on the New York Times bestseller list. That's kind of. People saying, yeah, we'll tell you. But they, that is because it was a celebrity. It doesn't really matter. You still wrote the book. Yeah. They could have panned the book, and it wouldn't have been on the bestseller list. Yeah. People could, celebrities write books. Whoopi Goldberg wrote a book. It didn't come out on the New York Times bestseller list. It probably did. It did not. It did not. And they gave her a $10 million advance. Judith Regan. Judith Regan was my first publisher. Okay. I love Judith. I know. Is, was that who your deal was? No. Close. Okay. Um, She's the one that got me the entree. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, but she was fired in the biggest scandal to hit publishing three week, three months before my book come out came out. So that sucked for me. Was it the box? Sucked for her too. No, it was Party Girl, my first one. I don't know what the scandal was. She commissioned a book called "If I Did It" by O.J. Simpson. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Much. It was a bad decision. Yeah. Um, now, now, okay. So, so I know that you got sober first in 1998, if the internet can yeah. be believed. And, um, I love that they have all this stuff down. And yeah, but that sounds about right. And um, I'm trying to live so in the now. Yeah, who knows? When, when and that I'm trying to really keep my ego out of having had time. Okay. How long do you have now? Three years and some months. Mm-hmm. Uh, April, May, June. Yeah, so it'll be three years, two months on the 20th. But I'm trying to keep my head out of time. Right. Did right. I just hit that by mistake? Yeah, but it's still going. Okay. Um, because what I've realized is that my ism, my disease, will seize on that. Yeah. So if I make it more about like, like you know, I was in a meeting the other day with a lot of old timers, right? Mm-hmm. And the speaker, uh, the secretary at the end of the meeting goes, well, and the collective age of every all the people that shared and had birthdays in this room today was blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah, years. Yeah. And you know what? No, it wasn't. The collective amount of t- sober time in that room was, was 24 hours. Right. That's it. Right. Because I can't reach into yesterday and I can't borrow from tomorrow. Right. I right. just can't. 
So if I make it about having had X number of years before and, and lost it, right. I'll relapse over that. Right, right, right. Okay, I needed every experience because step two is came to believe, and that's right. past tense. Right. So I needed all that. Right. I needed to have that time and then lose it in order to be where I'm at today. I think that's always true of people who relapse. I mean, I, I, I did, you know, at six months, and I it changed everything in terms you, of my understanding of the disease. Because you had no of, idea what you were up against. Yeah. Now I know what I'm up against. Yeah. Like, relapse is no longer an option for me. And right. I've been in, like, my dad died two months ago. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's all right. No, my dad died on St. Patrick's Day. Was that two months ago? March, April, May, June. So almost three months ago. Yeah. And yesterday was Father's Day. Yeah. Not to put a timestamp on this. Yeah, it's but fine. It's did. good. It's going up soon. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm going through a lot right now. Yeah. But relapse is not an option. Right. My sister was killed two years ago. Relapse not an option. I'll sit through the pain. Right. There's nothing that a drug or a drink is going to make any better. Absolutely. Do you immediately go, God, that would just make me so much more depressed? No, I go, wow, that would make me feel great for four seconds. Yeah. That's where I go. That's the truth. It yeah. would. Getting high would get me feel great for four seconds. Right. And then all the remorse and the shame and the reality that life is still going on and now I've got more problems yeah. would sink in. Yeah. And that to me, playing the tape all the way through, yeah. is enough to keep me sober. Do you have drinking and drugging dreams? Yes. What What are they like? Let's see. Well, the last one that I had was I was in Chicago at the Drake, and I woke up. This is the dream, mm -hmm. and I was partying with Oprah and Stedman, <laughs> and she was doing blow off of my butt. <laughs> That's I know. not true. This is you asked. I'm okay, telling you, it's a dream. It's yeah. not real. Of course, it's not true. It's a dream. This is a dream. Can you imagine I get sued from Oprah? Um, and I came to, and I was completely drenched in sweat. Yeah. And I remember, so I picked up my cell phone, and you can't call an operator anymore. You know that, right? Yeah, that's true. You yeah. can't dial zero like yeah. you used to when I was a kid. Yeah. So I had to dial 611 from my phone. To call your cell phone company. To call my cell phone company and go, what day is it today? And can you use your GPS? What city am I in? Because it was pitch black in my so that was one dream. That was a really scary dream because yeah. I really thought I'd relapsed. Yeah. Because it was very real. Yeah. And then there are other teams, times where I'll have dreams where I'm homeless again. Right. And I'm with homeless people and we're shooting up and we're laughing and we're having a great time and then I'll just come to and it will take me a second to go, okay, I'm not homeless. Right. And I don't have a needle in my arm. Right. And everything is okay. This is my disease seizing on opportunity. Right. Right. Of course. But they're still scary real. For some of them are happy, but some of them I wake up going, wow, that was free lapse. That yeah. was a free lapse. That was a good one. And then there are others I wake up going, like the Oprah one. I don't know if it was more scary that she was snoring coke off my ass or that I was with Stedman. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean. Now, okay, so what, since you did touch on something that I did not know about you, so you were homeless? Mm -hmm. When was that? Oh, my God, a long time ago. I used to live under a bridge at um, Coenga and Franklin. Okay. Right at the where the freeway dumps off, right there. Yeah. Kanga. Yeah. What? Um, now, how long was that period? Off and on for two years. At what point? When was I say this? off and on, because I would get couch commitments or I would pick up people. Right. And they would take me as a hostage when I would clean up. So that was like nineteen ninety-eight. Mm, probably a little bit before that. Uh huh. And so, because your disease progressed to basically, you drank, then you was meth your next thing. Oh no, God! I did. I did everything. Right. You know. It was drinking, and then it didn't go meth. It was drinking, it was weed. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I tried crank a couple times. I didn't really know what it was. Isn't that like just it. a form of speed? It's cheap 
worthless, crappy speed, basically. Yeah. Um, I did Ecstasy, I did Mushrooms, I did LSD, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know how to find LSD. That mm-hmm. was a lifesaver for me. Or mm-hmm. I probably have some cuckoo right, thing right. on right now. Uh, and then when I discovered crystal meth, mm-hmm. that is the drug that that just, took you to the moon or it, whatever. Well, it took me straight to hell. Yeah, but not at first. No, I had a good run. Okay, here's me. I had a good run. I ended up homeless on it, so right. I shouldn't say I had a good run. I had in the beginning was fun, and then it, like they say, it was fun. Then it became fun with problems, and it became just problems. Yeah. And I was the last to see, you know, that I had these problems. Would people, did you have interventions and all of that? Not interventions, but people would say things like, okay, like on this relapse, mm-hmm. all right, I was buying an ounce a week wow. of meth. That's wow. a lot of crystal meth. Yeah. All right, because I would invite homeless people up and other people and we would just party in my loft. Right. One day I got a knock at the door and it was these two Hell's Angels. Right. And they said to me, nobody sells in this area without our consent. Wow. And I said, there's nobody here. I was so scared. I yeah. said, there's nobody here selling. And they said, what do you mean? And I said, I'm buying this. I'm using it. And I'm partying with my friends. I go, I'm using it. Right. And they said to me, you need to cut back and left. That's crazy. So I wouldn't say intervention from friends, but my the the, the, <laughs> the capos of the drug trade were like, you need to cut back, dude. I mean, that's crazy. I do know I do have a friend who's we have the same cocaine dealer, and apparently he said to her, "Please stop." He never said that to me. Please stop. Yeah, mine was just like, you need to cut back. Wow. Because you're gonna die. And what made you be willing to try sobriety? It was my second moment of grace that I was blessed to have. And what was that like? And grace is what the unmitigated favor of God. Is that what the definition of grace is? I don't know the definition, but that sounds that sounds right. Pretty good. The yeah. Unmitigated favor of God, or un, 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 unearned or unwarranted. Right. Um, I just got to see my life as it was, and I remember confiding into somebody who I thought was doing an intervention on me. Me and my friend Peter Engel created Saved by the Bell. Right, 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 right. I was at his house. Right. Him and he was my best friend and my friend Cheryl besties. Uh-huh. And we're sitting, uh, going over for dinner, and usually we would all sit down together. We had like a ritual we would do. Well, this time they sat me down. Mm-hmm. And they're both in the kitchen, they seem to be whispering. Mm-hmm. And my dog's tweaked out of my mind. Right, right. And I thought, they're having an intervention on me. I better come clean before they can do it. Right. And I said, I'm using drugs again, and I'm high on crystal meth, and I'm out of control. And they looked at me and went, what? What? <laughs> and I went, I'm kidding. But it was too late at that point. Right. And then um, a couple days later, I was back in rehab. Wow. And... And we laugh about it now because they really had no clue. I was doing a really good job of hiding it, wow. I thought. Right, right. You right? apparently were. I was. Yeah. You know, and then I go to rehab and I gained 40 pounds. And so... It still hasn't lost. I haven't lost it three and a half years later. Oh, that's ludicrous. You look great. I think You're... that's alcoholism and being a gay man that is making you do that. I never said I was gay. I'm kidding. <laughs> Can you die? I was like, I never said that. You're offended. No. Um, now... You have to actually do gay things to be gay. Yeah. I don't. I haven't done anything like that in five years, so... You have been celibate? Yeah. In your entire sobriety? More than my entire sobriety. When my partner died, I relapsed and I was out for two years, so... And you mean in those two years you were celibate? Yeah, I was using. Right. But a lot of people will do meth and not be Oh, no. Meth. I'm the taker apart of meth. What is that? Oh, you do like I take computers, stuff apart, yeah. printers. Yeah. <laughs> I have my printer so big. <laughs> Seven printers combined. <laughs> no, at one point my assistant gave, we gave what, I think 11 or 12 computers to APLA. 
They were so thrilled to get the call going. We'd like to we'd like to donate eight brand new com- or eleven brand new computers. And they were like, yes. And my sister was like, but they're in various boxes that have to be put together. <laughs> and they were like, what? We were like, he's a tweaker. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So so you you came out of rehab um, thrilled about being sober, dismayed no, about was being ashamed. sober. Uh huh. Because I went back to the log cabin where I knew. Mm-hmm. Lots of people. Mm-hmm. You know, I got sober in the gay meetings mm-hmm. at like Third and um, Gardner. Mm-hmm. Gardner. No, uh, Hollywood and Gardner. Yeah, yeah. And um, that was my first sobriety. And I would go to Lock Cabin a lot. Mm-hmm. And so when I got sober this time, the um, recovery place that I went to walked us down to the cabin. I remember going, and I wore a hoodie and I sat in the back, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really miserable, mm-hmm. miserable. And then one day, Amy from Arkansas came up to me and she goes, "Sugar." come up here and sit up front with all the rest of us. Mm. And her accent, and just she was so loving, and I just did it. Mm-hmm. And I've been up front ever since. Yeah. She has this tattoo also, Amy. Oh. So it's Trebek, or is that Trebek? No. No, that's why she has a southern accent. Right, it's Amy Eves. Yeah. She owns Five Residential. Oh. Sober Living. I don't know about that one. Yeah, she owns Five Residential. That's awesome. Uh, um, Nikki Flux, Nikki Trebek, Honey Labrador, and myself. There are definitely more people who have it than you revealed the first time. Well, I'm still revealing. Yeah. That's the purpose of revelation. You keep doing it. <laughs> this Isn't is that a, it? <laughs> is this an exclusive? Does anyone else know about the all names of the people who have that tattoo? I just like exclusives. You do? Yeah. I'll give you an exclusive right now. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh. Exclusive. He's clueless. <laughs> now... Now, this is becoming interviewing now. I know, I know, right? The yeah. word exclusive totally did that. It did become interviewing. But let's, okay, we've done such a good job of naturally talking about addiction and recovery that I almost think we're close to wrapping up. Is that your way of wrapping up? Well, no. That but was I mean, so staged. It was not. It felt forced. It did. Was it forced? I'd rather not say. Okay, so it was forced. It was not it was at forced. all. I just, I'm conscious of Do you know what you should do? Just shut it off. That should be the end of it. Do it. No. Do it. Don't. Don't do, it. do that. I'm not going to touch this thing. Did I not lie or did I not lie? Ant, the comedian, find him. He's all over the interwebs. He's got a Twitter. Um, he's got a, a Facebook. He's got a site. He is lovely. That was Ant on After Party Pod.